All right, boys, Brian, your birds and break out your butane blow torches as we're about to barbecue some bankrolls on a holiday edition of Dumpster Fire Sports. I'm your drunk uncle at the table, Brady Goodman, and he's the tamest turkey at the table, JK in KC. Sadu. How long did it take you to come up with all that? That's what I do. I just pop off like that. All right. I just off the top with it. Is Well, color me impressed. Thank you. So here's another reason you should be impressed and another reason we're doing two episodes this week because yours truly won the Listener League this week and we're not, we're going to celebrate it on two episodes. <laughs> Just had to throw that in, huh? Twice. Taking those victory laps. <laughs> two of them. We're doing a victory lap today and we're doing a victory lap later this week. Let's talk about the Listener League real quick, and then we'll do it again next episode uh, when uh, Steve is with us, hopefully. All right, the Listener League, you can find on DraftKings. It's only a buck. Wow. Steve, with 91.4 last week, he took a zero from Njoku. He took a 1.8 from Travis Fulgham. So not ideal there, and a 9.34 from Alex Smith. Joe, you did hit 124, but you took a 1.8 from Adrian Peterson, a 2.8 from Logan Thomas, and a 6.8 from Jay Myers. Three frosty ones. Talk about those early games, man. Those early games, I knew it was over. Talk about your Andy Dalton stack in retrospect. I still like the Andy Dalton stack. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton was super cheap this week. There weren't any quarterbacks that I was worried about dropping 40. So I felt like I could go cheap at quarterback. Um, Let me get up to Dalvin Cook and uh, Devontae Adams in the same lineup. So I liked that a lot. Uh, Amari Cooper seemed way too cheap at 5.4K. So I mean, he I don't regret that stack at all. Listen, he almost got three times at 5.4, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, with 14, close-ish, right? You know, he gets and, one one more catch. And I will say, I, while Steve is not here, this is this might be my favorite lineup that Steve has put together because there's actually some correlation and I kind of understand where he was going with it. So <laughs> he Listen, he just got, I mean, in Joku, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't love the Njoku play, but right. other than that, I, I don't really see a whole lot wrong with his, like, there wasn't anything bad with his lineup. It was a good lineup. It's not a bad lineup. You're right. And if he gets a different wide receiver in there that gets 15 and a tight end that gets 10-ish, all of a sudden he's, you know, up in your range. Mm-hmm. Now, he wouldn't have been anywhere close to the top with me up at the tippy. But here's the thing. This is how easy money our league is. I won it with three snowflakes. I had Marvin Hall with a 4.6 frosty one, a 6.8 from Myers, and a 10.5. He just broke my heart, Alvin Kamara. I mean, Taysom Hill just wrecked that. But I did have Herbert, and I had Dallas Goddard, and I had Thielen, who – I mean, dude, he just, he literally got sick because now he's on COVID-19 protocol. <laughs> the dude is sick. Keenan Allen, though, and Justin Herbert, that's almost 70 points between the two of them. That was big, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, that was that was a huge stack. Um, man, I, I talked about the Chargers last week in our podcast, and uh, 
I didn't pull the trigger and I but again, regret everything. Listen, your Dalton stack wasn't bad. So let's not, you know, it was just the pieces around it. Salvan Ahmed didn't quite get there. He he had 12.4. I like that play again this week if he's still back there. Myers, listen, that was my reminder to never play Patriots, right? The guy yeah, had mean, like 20 targets touch. the week before. Yeah, we can't touch this passing game. I mean, right? Cam Newton was looking half decent at the beginning of the year, but I mean, he's thrown like going into last week, he threw like three touchdowns. So it's probably not somewhere I'm going to go anymore this year. I'm with um, you. If I go there, it'll probably just be Cam by himself. Um, little uh, Nakey Cam. Nakey uh, Cam. Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know that we can go there anymore. I just Brutal. constantly burned over and over again by New England. All right. It's our it, essentially free money listener league. It's a dollar. We did put up one for Thanksgiving. It's a three-game slate. You can find the link uh, certainly on uh, in the show notes or just search the league. I think you can search the league or find it on our Twitter feed, Dumpster Sports on Twitter. He's JK and KC on Twitter. I'm at Brady Goodman. Let's talk about this three game slate. Uh, I love the slate. I don't necessarily know that there's any great plays in here, but I'm excited to sit here and sweat football all day and drink a bunch of beer and be a degenerate like I am. So I'm looking forward to that. The first game on the slate is an interesting one, Joe, because it's Houston versus Detroit. And when you think of those two teams, typically you're going to think about passing teams, right? Detroit, if they're all healthy, has a really good wide receiving core. And of course, Houston um, is, uh, you know, with Deshaun Watson, obviously they like to throw it all over the field. But here's the twist, Joe. The Essentially the worst two run defenses in the league. Uh, Detroit giving up 29.1 fantasy points a week and Houston giving up 26.2, both of them at the bottom of the league. The problem is there's really not good running back options in that game. Am I wrong? I mean, I, I think DeAndre Swift, if DeAndre Swift plays, I'm, I'm all about him. Um, if DeAndre Swift is out, uh, man, I, I don't know. I'm definitely not pulling the trigger on Adrian Peterson again because I think Houston right? takes, takes the lead early. So I think carrying on Johnson is your play if you're going to go with the Detroit running back and Swift is out. Um, man, this Detroit defense is just, it's so bad against the run that you think you might want to take a shot at Duke Johnson. Uh, but, man, the last two weeks in that horrible win game in Cleveland, he had 14 carries for 54 yards. Last week against the Patriots, who – aren't the defense that they were in the past 10 rushes for 15 yards. I mean, dude, how do you have 14 rushes and five fantasy points? I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's rough. What is that? He's he's a pass catching back. So you'd think that he would have some kind of a floor getting, uh, targets. Luckily this past week, he at least got five targets for three catches, but Deshaun Watson, just not a guy that looks to check down very often. So, Okay, so I'm passing, certainly on Duke. Uh, Remind me what you said about the Detroit. So Adrian Peterson broke my heart. I don't know how that guy doesn't get points. I mean, he's a legend, right? Can we call him a legend? I mean, I think he was a legend up until – well, I mean, he's still a legend, but he was a legend up until a few years ago. Now he's – There was a bit of a switch up, right? Yeah. A switch up. If DeAndre Swift plays in this game, he will – all but be a lock in any lineup that I play for Thanksgiving slate. So 
what are, what is the latest on Tuesday night? Any idea um, what his news is? I, I he had the heard. concussion. He, he was out because of concussion protocol. Right. Um, looks like he got in a limited practice today. So right. I don't know if that means he has a chance of playing, or it, or if that means he's on track to play. Um, I because I, I don't know if you can practice while in concussion protocol or not. But like I said, if okay. if he's playing, I'm I'm all in on DeAndre Swift. Let's look at the uh, passing games. Uh, Detroit without Galladay is um, been fairly thin. Marvin Hall had a good game. Marvin Jones obviously is their uh, go-to guy. Um, do we expect this game to shoot out? I mean, let me look and see if I can find the uh, the over/under on it. Because uh, I got to over/under is fifty-two. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's the highest over under of the week uh, or of this slate. So, um, I mean, this game this game definitely has some good shootout potential. Uh, I I, man, I just I don't really love many lions other than DeAndre Swift if he plays. I mean, Marvin Hall had a game where he had seven targets, but that's the thing. Other than that. He hasn't done much, so then you got to go to um, Marvin Jones, who seems somehow to be touch and go too. Well, it doesn't hurt or it doesn't help that what they scored did did they literally have zero points last week? They, they got they shut out. Didn't zero they? points against an awful defense in Carolina. I mean, Marvin Jones, six points. To me, this screams take the under. Um, let's talk about wide receivers on the Houston side. I mean, Brandon Cooks has had a couple good ones. Um, you can kind of trust him. He's got a decent floor, right? Yeah. I mean, since uh, since their uh, coach got out of there and uh, Romeo took over, Brandon Cooks has just been a completely different player. I mean, the, the week that um, Bill O'Brien was calling plays, that fourth week of the season, Brandon Cooks had three – targets since then he said 12 9 9 9 8 and 5 so mm. his floor has just skyrocketed he is way too cheap i feel um i think him and will fuller are both in great spots this week but i think they are both going to be ridiculously high owned well the problem becomes are they going to keep throwing that much i just how is detroit going to keep up deandre right. swift mean, and if you do stack this game, if you if you go Fuller, Cooks, and Deshaun, first of all, you're going to be very chalky because I think Deshaun's the highest owned quarterback in the slate by a wide margin. Um, and both of those receivers are looking like 40-plus percentage owned plays. Um, so you're going to be super chalky. And if you're expecting them to go off, I mean, you almost have to come back with somebody from Detroit. And who that's going to be is tough. I mean, it could be DeAndre Swift, but if they're – if Detroit's chasing, they can throw to their running back a, a few times, but I mean, it's not going to be something that gets it back in the game more likely than not. Right. I, I mean, I got to think the move there is Marvin Jones, but it does look like that game is going to be um, super chalky. That's where all the ownership's going to be. I don't know. I say take the under, let that ride, and then, you know, try to get 
your turkey in by that time. So then you can go and focus on the next game, Washington and Dallas. So for us, that's a 3.30 kick, right? That Houston-Detroit's a 12.30 kick. Just f- miss that game altogether, right? Don't worry about it. Focus on the food and then rally and get ready to go and sit on the couch and ignore the family um, starting at 3.30. Washington and Dallas is an interesting one. Where are you at on this game? Man, I, I think I might be going back to my Andy Dalton stack this week, for better or worse. Uh, man, these Cowboys are super cheap again. Uh, I I don't know that they're going to be super high-owned. I mean, I'm sure a few of them will be, but I think you can get a little different. Um, CD Lamb is 5.4K. Amari Cooper is 5.7. I think they're both great plays this week. Um, I think Zeke is going to be the chalkiest running back on the slate, and it's not going to be close, so right. don't know that I'd go there. Um Man, if you if you think that Dallas gets out to a big lead, I think JD McKissick is pretty good play. He's obviously the yeah. pass catching guy there. Um, Terry McLaurin, uh, of course, is always a good play. They're in a dome. I mean, would not hesitate to play him for a second. Uh, the uh, over under on this is like uh, forty six. So a lower scoring game, but not by a lot, five points, which is two and a half, three points, give or take one or the other team. So um, Dallas defense is just bad all the way around, especially bad against the run. Um, But it's crazy because Dallas has a lot of weapons, right? And that's why that Cowboys stack looks appealing, especially if you think Zeke's going to be massively owned and you have the uh, wide receivers there. That's a nice flex off that highly yeah. owned running back, right? Yeah. If if you are like me and you think that Zeke is going to be super high owned, um, as long as Zeke doesn't go for like 30 and, or 35 and break the slate, if you take the direct leverage and you take Andy Dalton and a couple receivers, and they throw in their touchdowns this game, and Zeke doesn't get one, you are vaulting over the field that has 70% Zeke or more than that, possibly. Well, the thing, though, is obviously that's risky when you leverage because if Zeke does go, you're dead in the water. Right, but, I mean, at some point, it it becomes game theory with if Zeke is going to be 70% owned, do you think Zeke has a ceiling game 70% of the time because if you don't then you should try and think to leverage off of him and you can leverage off of him in tons of ways like you don't have to just take Andy Dalton in the passing game you could just take a guy that's similar priced at in in a different game at running back um I don't know that there's any similarly priced running backs this week to him you take DeAndre Swift instead of Zeke or you take Duke instead of Zeke or you just you go up and take a different running back and you fade Zeke. And if Zeke doesn't have a ceiling game and he's not breaking the slate, then you're doing just fine. I mean, the you thing take is, a guy who, that's much less owned and he has anywhere near what Zeke has, then you're looking good. I think folks are sleeping on the Washington defense, by the way. Um, they're decent against the run and they're decent against the pass. It's their offense hasn't been able to do much. And, you know, when you're rolling Alex Smith out there, you know, and that's why their record, I think, to a large degree is what it is. So, I mean, I'm with you. <laughs> I think there's easily running back 
options where you can take a couple running backs that will get close to what Zeke does, and then you can get spendy at your other positions, whether that's a Mark Ingram or, you know, really load up on wide receivers. Um, I like J.D. McKissick a lot. Uh, maybe this is some recency bias, but he had two games of 17. He had a game of nine last week, almost 10, but 15 and 14 targets against Detroit and the Giants. That's wild. See, and that's that's why I think I'm off McKissick, because I don't know that that's going to continue to happen. I just I, I don't see that happening. Um, Washington is a three point dog in this game, but I think I am heavy on Antonio Gibson, who has had a rushing touchdown each of the last four games. Um, not not the last game, but the game before that against Detroit, he had two. So in his last four games, he's had five rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. His lowest score in those five games has been 13 and a half. I mean, 6.K. Uh, I'm really liking Antonio Gibson's spot this week. Uh, I don't think that he is going to get game scripted out. I don't see Dallas just blowing them out of the water. I think this is going to be a close game. So I'm liking Antonio Gibson this week. Um, what about um, anybody besides McLaren um, that you might be looking at for Washington as far as wide receivers? Cam Sims at 3.3? I mean, you can take a shot in the dark with a Cam Sims or Steve what a, Steven Sims or any what about of those the guys. Two, two tight ends in that game? Logan Thomas and Dalton Schultz have both shown flashes. Um Logan Thomas had a 13-point game. He had a 10-point game. I played him last week, and he burned me. I thought Alex Smith would be checking down, but he didn't. They want to get the guy the ball. He had a rushing attempt, five targets, but only 2.8 points for the football team. And then on the other side, Dalton Schultz. I mean, dude, really pretty good targets for a tight end. Six, seven, eight, four, five, three, eight, six, ten. He had 12 points last week. Um but he his floor is easily two. Yeah, I mean, right. Getting those number of targets, he he should have a higher floor than that. But I mean, with with the way this offense has looked half the season, who knows? Um, I will say I I do like using Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz or Logan Thomas as part of my stack. So if you're going Alex Smith and you're stacking McLaren and um and you're looking for that second guy, Logan Thomas being super cheap and low-owned, not a bad guy to go with. Same with Dalton Schultz. If you're going with Andy Dalton and Amari or Andy Dalton and CeeDee Lamb, throwing Dalton Schultz in there for that second piece isn't a bad idea ever. Uh, I always like to... T- uh, tight end's just been such a dumpster fire this year that I like putting that as my second piece of the stack, especially when it's a cheaper guy that's going to be decently low-owned because Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson and Eric Ebron are the big names on this slate, and they are going to be heavily owned. And they're I mean, all more expensive. You could easily go with uh, Gus Edwards and Logan Thomas against Dalton, two wide receivers, be fairly against the field, have pretty good leverage, and then you still have some prime spots, right? And some money to spend. Yeah. So, yeah, all I mean, right. You're saving tons of money with that. And one thing to hit on real quick, and I clearly, obviously, I'm not saying that this is going to happen again, but the last time that Washington played Dallas, uh, 
Zeke, this this was the game that Andy Dalton went out with an injury. So take that for what it's worth. But Zeke ran the ball 12 times for 45 yards, had two targets for one reception and six yards and ended the game with 6.1 points. Wow. So obviously I'm not guessing that Zeke is going to score 6.1 again, but he might be a little worse off than we're thinking. I mean, this Washington front seven is a very good unit. Um, so if I'm trying to attack Washington, like I think I'm going to this week, I'm probably going to go wide receivers, tight end that route instead of Zeke or Pollard in this backfield. I mean, you're right. He went for six points against Washington, eight points then against Philly, and 8.9 against Pittsburgh. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and last week against um, Minnesota, he got he got to 19.4, which whatever. I mean, for Zeke, that's nothing. And at 6.8K, that's still not paying off the salary. Uh, it, it's really close to, but um, he only got there because he had a touchdown. So without that touchdown, he's sitting at 13.4. Yeah. I mean, that's going to burn a lot of people if they pay 6.8 and he goes for 12. Yeah. Right. And, and then you do have 70% of the field yeah. have them and right. you're not one of them. You're in a real good spot. <laughs> oh, dude. Sounding juicy. Let's talk about this last game, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, the over under one point off of the Washington Dallas game at 45. Um, I don't know, man. This game's interesting, and I did it before, and you didn't like it when I did it. I'm thinking about going back to this Ben Roethlisberger stack. I think he'll be probably the lowest-owned quarterback, right? Maybe Alex Smith will be? I think, man, I think uh, Deshaun is going to be clearly the number one-owned guy, and then the it might be Lamar and... I, I think Lamar will probably be two. And then I, I don't know from there. I think all the rest of them are going to be fairly low owned with Dalton Stafford, Roethlisberger. Um, so, I, I mean, I think the the other four will be a normal quarterback week where they're like 15 or below. So that doesn't like waver me off of them at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with Big Ben this week. I'm also three games late. Here's the other thing I'm I'm thinking about is Gus Edwards. And I know you're not going to like this, but Gus Edwards with Lamar. Uh, Gus Edwards is super cheap. Here's the thing, man. He had like 15 rushing attempts last time. It was just him back there. Actually, it was him and J.K. Dobbins. Um, And Dobbins is going to be out this week. So he's fully going to be in there by himself. So I'll bet he has... 13, 14 rush attempts, probably closer to 20. I'd set the over under at 16. Would you take that bet? Man, uh, I'm, I'm a little worried that the Ravens like Justice Hill. Um, he is but he's a, had like, I look, he, he, he yes, hasn't done I anything what you're saying. Year, for sure. Not this year, but he did have some heavy carry games last year. Yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely the odd man out in this backfield. Um, this season, he is the fourth of the three-headed backfield. Uh, so I I would say that Gus Bus is probably the lead back this week. I don't know that he's going to get to 16, though. Um, I would probably take the under on that just because I think that Lamar's going to try and run a little bit more with their two main guys being out, and they just like to rotate those running backs so much. 
don't you think though, Gus certainly uh, they're going to use him in some sort of uh, um, option style setup where they're going to do that a lot because oh, yeah. really Baltimore, yeah, Marquise Brown, but it's not like they're stacked with wide receivers. To me, Gus, Lamar, Mark Edwards, Mark Edwards. Um, <laughs> I think that's a radio guy, right? I, have I know no it's a radio idea. guy. Dude, two first names. It's always a radio guy. <laughs> Mark Andrews, two first names. He, he'd probably start doing radio after football. Um, Mark Andrews, Gus, and Lamar. How do you feel about that stack? Bring back with Deontay Johnson, who, by the way, last week had 16 targets. Yeah, Second man. in the league to uh, Keenan Allen, and he's still pretty darn cheap. He's under 7K. I... I mean, I will say everybody's pretty cheap on this slate. For whatever reason, this pricing seems super soft, but I love Deontay Johnson. Uh, obviously, you're taking a little bit of – you're going in a little worried that he gets hurt sometime throughout the game, but you can't really you can't really bank on him getting hurt. And every game that he's finished this year, he has had just a ridiculous target share. Um, week one and two, he had 10 and 13. Uh Week six, he had 15. Then he got injured in the other Baltimore game, I believe. And then he had 10, 11, and 16 in the last three. I mean, this guy is just getting peppered with targets. He is way too cheap. Uh, I will have a lot of Deontay Johnson. As for your uh, Gus, man, I, I just I don't know that I'm going to be able to go there with the Ravens backfield. I, I think it's because I'm worried that either Lamar takes carries or they could easily give carries to Justice Hill inside the five, and then you're getting vultured that way. Um, and, I mean, who knows what – I mean, you're playing the Steelers' defense, who's one of the best defenses in the league this year. Sure. But if the game's close at all, obviously Baltimore is going to try to slow it way down, right? Yeah, I, gotta- I mean, I think, I think Baltimore is trying to keep this a low-scoring game because Pittsburgh's offense is just – Pittsburgh can score from anywhere on the field at any moment. So go back to um, earlier this year when they played Pittsburgh, as a matter of fact, Gus had 16 rushing attempts, 87 yards, 5.44 yards per carry. He did have a touchdown. He also had a target. He um, played on 32% of the offensive snaps, and he's always been in there all season, right? He's had games where he's been over 40% of the offensive snaps. So to see him out there isn't going to be anything weird. Um, I, I hear what you're saying because if you look at Justin Hill, he was a big draft pick. Um, you know, he, he's had games where he's run the ball a lot. But at 4K, I mean, 16 attempts, he had 5.44 against Pittsburgh earlier this season when the final score was 24 to 28. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the same play that we've been making all season with these min price right. guys. He's not going to kill you, um, right? Most likely, you're not going to win the millie with a four or five points from a starting running back in your lineup, but you can still have a great lineup. And dude, I think he gets other things. I mean, um, I got to think his floor is ten, right? Unless Justice Hill comes in and just brutalizes him but well i mean i guess roto grinders has his floor at 4.5 
with Justice Hill's floor at point six. Yeah, um, I mean, I think Gus is definitely the play in the back in that backfield if you're trying to make a play. But I mean, we had Mike Davis at min price a couple of weeks ago. Everybody thought he was in a smash smash spot, and what he dropped like six, seven, eight. Yeah, it was brutal. Uh, Juju, I gotta throw out Juju because that dude. I mean, you know, he was. I thought he was a superstar, right, at some point, but unfortunately hasn't been. But his uh, red zone targets are like 30% because when you start getting into the Pittsburgh wide receiver core, they have some decent options. Um, obviously, Deontay Johnson, who we talked about, Chase Claypool, who gets a, a lot of action. Juju, um, you know, is the guy that – do you think he's touchdown dependent, though? Is that the issue there? Uh, I mean, he I mean, gets 26.7% of the red zone targets. Yeah, he, I mean, um, would you love to see that? He runs routes 95% of the time, 20% target share, 17% air yards. So I'm guessing that makes him the slot guy. I should know this. I don't. <laughs> is he coming out of the slot? Is that why his air yards are lower? I think he is the slot guy on that team. I'm not positive either. Um, yeah, I mean – this is one of those slates that I, it's a three game slate. Something crazy is going to happen. We don't right. know what that's going to be. My, my biggest issue and worry with Juju is he just randomly has these games where he gets five targets and then right. he'll have a game that he gets 13, 14 targets. Like we don't know what he's going to get week to week. Uh, we know what Deontay Johnson's going to get and it's all the targets. Deontay right. Johnson just gets peppered. And I mean, if you're going to ask me if I could pay, if if I'm going to say pay 6.2K for a guy that is going to get 10 targets every week that he stays healthy throughout the whole game or pay 5.9 for a guy that might get five, give me the guy that's getting 10 every week. I'll find that extra 300 bucks somewhere. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. All right, as we wrap up this show, I'm going to tell you what my lineup is going to be in our league. Um, so feel free to go ahead and beat me up, play against it, Whatever you want to do, I'm going Roethlisberger. No, no, no. I what did I say? I'm going Lamar. I'm going with Gus Edwards, and then I'm bringing it back with Deontay Johnson, and then I'm also going to put Eric Ebron in there for that bring back. Here's somebody we didn't talk about. I don't think I need to go this cheap, but what about Des Bryant? He um, after coming off of the practice squad for a game, went back on, came back off, and had five targets. He's at 3-6. Uh, and you know Des Bryant is a Thanksgiving Day guy. Where are you at on sneaking him in there? The thing is, I don't think you need to because, like you said, this is a pretty soft pricing week, so it's easy to get anywhere you want on this yeah. slate, right? That that's my biggest thing with it. Um, I mean, it just feels like you can take whoever you want and you're going to have a superstar lineup regardless this week. So I don't know that I'm going to drop down to 3.8 for Des Bryant. Uh, that said, he could easily be the highest scoring wide receiver on this team because Lamar can't hit Marquise Brown to save his life. And it is killing me. Right. I, I don't know what happened to these two in the offseason, uh, but Marquise Brown is just a shell of himself. Well, he's not a shell of himself, but Lamar throwing the deep ball to Marquise Brown is just not what it was. 
I mean, this guy is 4.7K, which is ridiculous. Uh, I can't believe he is 4.7K. I just now looked at this price, and I'm appalled. Uh, <laughs> man, he might be he might be my flyer this week. That might be where I Who? go. He just dropped a zero against Tennessee, and I might be going Marquise Brown this week against the Steelers because 4.7K is way too cheap for a guy that can bust one off from anywhere on the field. I mean, look, go back to your running backs. If I have Lamar paired up with Marquise Brown and Des Bryant, right? What running back? We love Antonio Gibson, right? I mean, who do you put if you don't like the Gus bus? I still got 7,400 left for DeAndre Swift. I'm going to put in a lineup with 900 left. Lamar, Gibson, Swift, Scary Terry, Hollywood Brown, Dez, Ebron, Deontay Johnson, and the Steelers. Now, you don't like it because I'm going defense up against my running or my quarterback, right? Hey man, it's three games late. You can you can do whatever you want. I'm tempted actually to go Houston's defense. I know they're not a good defense, but I think Detroit is such a mess. Yeah, I mean, Detroit is a mess. Uh, they don't have their best receiver in Kenny Galladay, so I don't hate going there. Uh, I think that's the build that I have currently. I think that's where I'm at also. So, um, and I mean, they're they're the second cheapest defense on the slate. So, Man. I'm all for it. All right, so I'm, I mean, I have two thousand left. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're definitely going to be different. <laughs> right nobody's leaving two grand on the table if swift doesn't go who you're putting in there duke Ugh. i mean yeah man I, it, it's it's gonna be tough to click that button but if swift doesn't go i, I might be clicking the duke johnson button this week Ugh. i mean okay. he's, he's 5.7k he's the last three weeks he's gotten 16 14 and 10 carries He's been the pass catching back forever. I mean, he he has a 15, 20 point game in him. Will it come this week? Who knows? But I mean, they're, I mean, they're indoors. This this would be a good week for Duke Johnson to finally Ugh. show up and show out. I know it's okay. gross, but all right. Well, I'm gonna leave Swift in there. Uh scary Terry. I'm leaving two thousand dollars. At this point on the board in our listener league, find the link dumpster sports. I mean, or don't, I wouldn't blame you because the <laughs> champ is back. I'm looking at running it back to back like Drake did. You know what I mean, Joe? I'm tired of being soft on you guys. I How gave you, you a shot. Listen, I gave you a shot for 10 weeks. How, okay. Wait, but, but how many did you win? That's what I'm saying. I let you win for 10 weeks. I think the time has come for oh, me to show here you. Here we go. <laughs> it's time joe playing around is over i let you play for 10 weeks okay that's you know what Man, that is the, the brady goodman domination starts now people you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna run this one back and then i'm gonna raise the price two bucks we're calling it sandbagging the great <laughs> sandbag gate of 2020 don't forget it all right kiss your two bucks goodbye on sunday any parting words joe where are you at on um, thanksgiving and I'm in my house. You got a brand new baby. Are you? Yeah, brand new kid. We're, we're doing down? Thanksgiving at our house, and uh, 
we'll go see the families over the weekend but we're we're doing our own thing this year so the baby's still so young um he's not on any like jar food yet or anything right not a thing Okay, I just wasn't sure if we were at, I forget, my kids are old enough, I've forgotten about changing diapers and jar food feeding. I didn't know if you were going to come with the jar turkey. If you're offering to change some diapers, come on I would, dude. I would. (laughs) How many COVID tests do I got to take to come see that kid? I don't know. You got to talk to the boss about that one. All right. Put in a good word for me, okay? All right. What What if I win the Millie? I'll bet I could come over. If you win the Millie and you want to uh, throw me some bones, you can come over. <laughs> I can sure. get the kid for a weekend. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> all right. That's what I want to do. Come get your, uh, come try to get your dollar, dude, or donate. Dumpster Sports on Twitter. Dumpster Fire Sports 2020 is the league on DraftKings. It's a buck. Happy Thanksgiving, Joe. Good luck on the slate. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Normally, I'd tell you I hope you finish second, but this week, I'm hoping you're last. <laughs> 